book I just uh, wrote is called The Face of Imperialism, and it argues that U.S. global policy around the world is not inept, it's not bungling, it's not messianic, it's not driven by mistaken presumptions and the like. I argue that U.S. foreign policy is rational, it's successful, and it's very consistent. It just does not serve the interests of the people in the, in the countries that it goes to, and it does not serve the interests of the American people. The goal of U.S. foreign policy is to support all those countries, leaders, and movements that welcome in multinational corporate investors, that open up their land, their labor, their markets, and their natural resources to the expropriation and exploitation by these rich people. And the other goal of U.S. policy, it's the other side of the same goal, really, is to is to obliterate or wipe out or undermine any leader, political movement or nation that tries to, to develop its own land, labor and resources for itself that is self-defining and self-developing. Those countries are demonized, their leaders are demonized, uh, the American people are told that they are a mortal threat to our safety and our security and they therefore have to be done in. And, and that is the consistent policy. We see that today in the Middle East where U.S. leaders, <clears throat> US leaders gave full support to a dictator like Mubarak who, uh, in Egypt who did very little for the Egyptian people, who accumulated great wealth, who um, brought in the IMF, um, uh, who opened the country to big, rich foreign investors who collaborated in a policy supporting uh, Israeli expansionism and the like. Uh, whereas a dictator like Gaddafi did the opposite. He kicked out the oil companies, he nationalized the oil, he set up social programs for free education, housing, and medical care. He started a wondrous development of Aquifer water being shipped up from the southern parts of Libya up to the population areas to be used for the populations and for agriculture, uh, tapping into about a thousand years of water. He refused to have the uh, IMF come in and, and the foreign banks and all. Now, after 30 years of rule, he got very frightened when he saw the de terrible destruction affected upon Iraq. So Gaddafi started making concessions. He did S SAPs, which are structural adjustment programs, which means cut back in human services for the people. But still, much of Libya was still in this kind of socialist program. Uh, he brought in some oil companies and consortiums, but he, but, but it still, he, did, he still was not throwing the country completely wide open. So now that what they're doing is under the guise of a humanitarian war, they're destroying him and his supporters, and Libya will be taken over by these people, jihadists and monarchists and CIA operatives and the like, um, who will take over the country and open it up to free market plunder. The very same thing that was done to Yugoslavia 
where a country that was a decent social democracy was bombed for 78 days by Bill Clinton, and many of our progressive friends stood shoulder to shoulder with the CIA, NATO, and the major media, and the White House, and the Pentagon, and, uh, and Yugoslavia was broken up into a cluster of right-wing little republics. My book also talks about how the empire operates. The American empire sees two kinds of nations, those that are vassals and satellites <clears throat> and follow U.S. programs, sometimes called allies <clears throat> or client states, and those that refuse to. And the ones that refuse to are seen as enemies or potential enemies. Iraq was considered an enemy uh, and a power that had to be dealt with, and then it would be called a regional power. Now the same term is being used for Iran. Iran may emerge as a regional power, and this makes it a little more terrifying. They may have um, nuclear power at their command. So once, once you frighten the American public, once you demonize the leaders of these countries, then you have license to bomb their people and bomb their infrastructures and destroy their countries. And, and this is what we're getting. Um, so there are these satellite countries, and then there are the countries that try to chart an independent course, out, getting out from under this global empire and trying to use their land, labor, resources, and capital in ways that are serviceable to their own people. Those countries are potential enemies, especially if they're such a size like Russia, India, or China, especially China. We saw Hillary Clinton get up before a congressional committee and say, the U.S. is losing the information war. I didn't know it was a war. I thought information was something to enlighten people, not to capture them and um, envelop them, you know, and, and indoctrinate them with... And she starts talking that there's Russia today and France 24 and uh, Al Jazeera. And, and now, and then she said, almost shrill, she said, and China is building a global news network in English. And, 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 I'm, and I'm saying, that will be interesting. We'll get another perspective. We'll get coverage of all sorts of stories that were not covered before. We'll have it, we'll have a, we'll have another viewpoint from which to to play against the, the 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 ones that we've been fed since the beginning but she sees it as a threat so so there there's the there's what the empire is about it's about controlling people everywhere in the world at home and abroad giving them as little as possible so that the few at the top will get as rich as possible the hungrier you are the poorer you are the harder you will work for less and less. And so that's, um, that's, what the, that's what the world is all about, unfortunately. And for you to think that our leaders are stupid, for you to think that the people who own this world, the people who have built hundreds and hundreds of military bases and uh, controlling and getting people to kill other people to advance and protect the interests of this top elite, if you think these people are stupid, you're being a bit stupid. If you think your leader is stupid because he mispronounces certain words, you're being stupid. If you think your leader is enlightened and intelligent 
and has your interest at heart because he doesn't mispronounce words and he's a smooth and articulate speaker, you're being stupid also. So the book is for stupid people to read and, and get enlightened and advance their consciousness. The book is also for intelligent people to read who want confirmation and want to see how this is brought home and how it weaves together.